the dark feminine is essentially the side of you that is unhinged. She's unafraid to be taboo. She's unafraid to, you know, show up in a way that people are going to look at you and think that you're crazy. She's wild. She's raw. She's kind of like the cave woman, cave woman version of you. Welcome or welcome back to the Elevated Podcast hosted by Lisa Battaglia. You are joining a community of elevated empaths who embrace their duality, honor their empathic superpowers, and live consistently from their authentic soul. The Elevated Podcast tackles conversations around empathy, energy work, sexual energy, manifestation, and social and cultural insights. Thank you for tuning in to the Elevated Podcast and taking the time to nourish your roots and elevate your soul. Let's get into it. Hello, Elevation Nation. Welcome or welcome back for another episode of the Elevated Podcast. I am your host, Lisa. I'm so glad that you're here. Where have I been? Is maybe the question you've been asking yourself, or maybe you didn't even notice at all. Uh, last week, we did not put out a podcast episode, and I have not been on social for the past week. It was like a dis- kind of a spontaneous decision to go off social media for a little bit. And I was just like, I am so sick of the same thing over and over again on these apps. And I just like, the things aren't making me feel that great about myself. Like, why am I here? And I I just deleted Instagram and then it like naturally made me go off TikTok more. But I just feel so much better. I feel so much better but I do miss talking to all of you, of course. And then, you know, the podcast just so happened to be that, like, the scheduling of everybody in the next few weeks just turned out to be a little delayed. So I was like, I'm just going to take a break for the week. So what's been going on? What has been going on? We had my friend's engagement party over the weekend, and that, like, took up the whole week of just, like, planning anything I needed to do. And then, another couple days to recover from that, but it was so much fun. It's really interesting when your friends start getting engaged. I don't know how many of you that are listening are like in that stage of life, but you're kind of like, are we old enough to do these things? (laughs) But it's been so fun and not much else has been going on, but I do feel that going off social media has opened so much space for me. It's so interesting. I go off when I go off social media, what I've noticed is obviously my mental health gets better. Obviously, things are just like a little bit easier and all these things. But it does create a little bit more space where like opportunities and also like, dating situations kind of come through. It's really interesting and nothing's like happened to update you guys yet on, but a lot more things happen when I'm off social media. It just creates more space. So it's really interesting. But today I'm so excited for today's episode. We have a very special guest on. We have Savannah the Siren on the podcast today. I'm so excited. Savannah is a TikTok creator, also known as Savannah the Siren. It's there where she empowers women to activate the goddess within, using a tough breakup as a catalyst to uplevel her life. She found that self-reflection and radical acceptance of her choices was the only way forward and teaches others to do the same. 
blending feminine energy in all of its flavors, spirituality, and sensuality. She aims to use her experiences to propel the collective feminine to stand up and raise their standards to create their ideal life, romantic relationships, and everything in between. I discovered Savannah, gosh, it feels like a year ago. I've been following her for a while. And I just was instantly drawn to her and her energy. And she seemed, she was talking about a lot of the things that I was talking about at the time, sexual energy, sensual energy, feminine energy. And I was like, I have to follow her. I feel very connected to her. I feel really inspired by her. And so I finally had her on the podcast. I was thinking about it for a long time. And I finally reached out to her to get her on the podcast. And we discussed about her journey healing through that breakup And healing from that breakup, what she did, how she got through it, how she shifted from her masculine into her feminine energy, tapping into this dark feminine energy that she talks about a lot. What is the dark feminine energy? How to utilize this dark feminine energy in the dating world. And we talk about how the feminine never runs out of wanting to receive and how the masculine never runs out of wanting to give. And this kind of sparked a thought as I was editing this podcast and re-listening to it. So many of you, so many of my clients, so many of people on whatever social media platform ask me like, I feel like I'm asking for too much. Is that asking for too much or like, I got all the things I wanted and I still want more. And I feel like I shouldn't want more. I get this question all the time. And the feminine is all about desiring more. So if you lean, whether man, woman, anything in between, whatever feminine energy you call forward, feminine energy is desire, is desiring more, is receiving more. So the more that you can tap into that, the more that you're embracing the feminine, which is a good thing. You're not asking for too much. You're never asking for too much because that is the feminine and you must honor that. So I wanted to mention that because when I was re-listening to this episode, I was like, oh, that is what they're talking about. Like you, there's no excuse to not desire more. You should desire more if you're tapping into that feminine energy. I hope you all love this episode. You're going to love Savannah. Let's get right into it. Elevation Nation, welcome or welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Lisa, and today we are joined by the lovely Savannah. You may know her from TikTok, Savannah the Siren. I have been following her for quite some time, and I've been thinking about having her on the podcast, and we're finally doing it, and I'm so excited to have her on. Welcome, Savannah. Yay. Thank you so much for bringing me on. I did just take a listen to it the other day and was definitely giggling and having a good time. So I'm happy to be a part of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we want. That's what we want. We want the people to giggle. Yeah. <laughs> little cry, a little giggle. A little cry, a little giggle. Maybe a little like arousal. I don't know. It's it's all it's over the place. <laughs> it's a wide spectrum, but I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah. I don't know if it was like you followed me or I followed you, but I remember being drawn to you specifically because we had similar energy in the same space, the same time. Like I was feeling mirrored to you for some reason. Like, okay, she considers herself an empath. I had only just sort of learned about that word at the time. And then as I was watching your content, I was like, yeah, we're similar. I need to follow this chick. (laughs) I felt the same way. I felt the same way about you because I remember it was 
at the peak of when I was talking about like sexual empathy. And I remember seeing that you had talked about sexual energy and Mm. I was like, not that many people were talking about it at the time that I could see. And now a bunch of people are talking about it, obviously, but yeah, I want, we're going to talk all about that, which I'm really excited. But first let's have you introduce yourself and tell all the people who you are Get the people yeah. going. Um, so I'm Savannah. <laughs> I primarily make content on TikTok. And I just kind of started off on TikTok like anybody else, just browsing through quarantine and like trying to just find something to do with my time. And um, I actually went through a pretty tough breakup, um, maybe like five months into quarantine. And it was just this huge catalyst for me to like up level my life. And I saw this opportunity to start creating on TikTok to help other people that were going through some similar things as me. And also for myself, just for growth wise, it was a great way for me to express myself and just like, you know, get through the breakup. And um yeah, it was just an expression for me. And now I have gained this awesome audience where I'm able to just talk about the things I love, like feminine energy and the spectrum of that. And it's just been this really beautiful development that I'm looking forward to continue to grow. And that's where I'm at. Yeah, I love that. And I I definitely want to get into, you know, your content and the community that you've created. But I want to talk first kind of around this breakup that that was the catalyst for a lot of this growth that you did. Tell me a little bit about you before that breakup and before who you are now. I'd love to hear about who you were before this. Absolutely. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned it the way you did, because I truly identify myself as like a different person, like the person before the breakup and the person after. Um, I truly feel like even visually, physically, I've manifested into a different version of myself. But emotionally, obviously, being the primary difference there before the breakup while I was in that relationship in the state that it was in it, I was just um really struggling with codependency in a in a kind of just in a subconscious way like I didn't know I didn't have a lot of identity outside of wanting a romantic relationship and I was really operating out of you know just childhood wounds which so many people unknowingly are so as I look back on her, I'm just like, you know, gentle to her because she was just, you know, naive and so playful and so much in that light, loving energy, but really had no no goddess energy, no oomph, no base, just all light, all playful and really no boundaries. And so through this breakup, I really started to learn what that meant for me, learn what it meant for other people, like observe and watch tons of different content creators, you know, you being one of them, learning about these different words like empath and boundaries and narcissists and like all these different terms that I was like, just in a whole new world, basically. um, Mm -hmm. And just leveling up through it. So yeah, yeah. I relate so much to your story, because I think I definitely was operating in like a codependency unknowingly. I think that was such an interesting word that you chose because it's so common for us to be like, I should have known better, like back, you know, way back when, when I was in that relationship or when I was doing that thing, but like, we didn't know better. We were kind of operating from childhood stuff or whatever it is. And 
we didn't know. And so we can't beat ourselves up over that. So I think that's such an interesting word that you chose was unknowingly. You go through this breakup during COVID, which I obviously really so many talked people about. did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously a talked test. a lot about it really was. It was either gonna break people up or bring them closer together. And I think that time just like illuminated so much for so many people. And I've obviously talked about my COVID breakup so much, but what about that breakup was so tough for you? Well, I mean, kind of noting back to what I had said, like I didn't really have an identity outside of longing for this romantic relationship. And I didn't know it until it was gone. And I realized that I was relying so much on, safety within myself in another person and then as soon as they were you know removed out of the equation I was just left with this kind of emptiness for a little bit that I had to sit with and basically fill for myself like I I truly felt empty like okay now that I don't have this to give my entire existence to like what am I supposed to do and um it's not healthy at all to be in that state um, where you're giving a hundred percent of yourself to somebody else and having that energy not necessarily be reciprocated equally in addition to that. Um, And I had to learn the hard way and I had to learn the hard way multiple times and really just gain a sense of safety. Yeah, you get it. You get it. Um, I had to learn the hard way multiple times. I did, but um, Ultimately, I could not be more thankful and grateful for that experience because who I am today is so much because of that experience. But I did at that time find myself quite literally alone. Like it was quarantine. My lease was up um, at my apartment. I moved into this tiny, like disgusting one bedroom apartment that I could only afford at that time. And it was like, like my friends and I call it the mouse house because there was literally a mouse that like, no matter what I did, he came back to haunt me. And I like, you know, I was calling my landlord. I was calling like the health department, like trying to get rid of a mouse. Like it was literally the level that I was at, like my reality that I was existing in was like, pure emptiness from the inside and then physically manifesting in this horrible, horrible way. Like, my outside world was reflecting my inside world. Like when they say that, you don't really know it until you're like embodying that. So I'm in a completely different state now and I'm just so grateful for the up level is all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so funny. I was like staring at you just in awe because last night I had a dream that there was a mouse in my house. So I must have psychically been knowing that we were going to talk about this today in some way. That's so Do funny. not bring that mouse back into my reality. No. <laughs> no, 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 no mice. <laughs> so what are the things that you turn to to help you heal during that time? Like actual things you did. I know dancing was one of them, so I'd love to talk yeah. about that. But what were those things that you turned to? So Funnily enough, I don't, I guess this isn't really that funny, but I started to really hyper intellectualize my entire life. Like I was like, how can I basically absorb all of the information possible about this subject that I'm going through so that I can learn my way out of it? And unfortunately that was just not possible. Like did the information help me? Yes. But ultimately 
reading tons of books on codependency and, you know, joining groups on codependency. Like I had a girl call me from like, I don't remember the name of it, but like, it's like codependency of America, like support group type of thing. Like I had a girl because of TikTok reach out to me saying like, Hey, you know, are you interested in joining the support group type of thing? Um, so I was like kind of substituting my identity of wanting a romantic relationship with this like egoic attempt to fix it with intellectualizing my problems Mm -hmm. instead of just sitting with my feelings and like observing them and embodying the information, like actually swallowing it into my body. Like everything just stayed kind of in my head. And through that journey of learning and learning and learning and absorbing all this information and still kind of being stuck and not really going anywhere, I was like, okay, there's something still missing. And that's when I discovered feminine energy and started started um, really embodying the information that I had learned and walking the walk, essentially. Yeah, how interesting, because it sounds like you were taking this like masculine energy approach to learn you got and absorb it. all this information and just like read all the books and like go back to school in a sense. And then I can totally see that. So talk to me about that transition. Like, what did you do instead? What was, what to you looked like the transitioning into that feminine energy. Yeah, totally. So I will say, and I've kind of briefly touched on this on my TikTok, that I think that was actually the right route for me because it got me to where I am now, uh, which is a far more balanced state where I can kind of animate either side of myself on a moment to moment basis. But at the time, I was very much stuck in the wounded feminine where I felt like a victim, like everything was happening to me. Mm -hmm. Everything was not my fault. Everything was somebody else's fault. And then there was the side of me that was overdrive masculine, you know, reading all these books. And the switch for me happened when I came across this really great um, YouTuber. Her name's the universe guru. She's super cool. She's like this mm, mid forties, Pakistani woman who kind of blends like the Eastern side of the world and the Western side of the world, which you could potentially Mm. kind of identify as like masculine versus feminine, the Western obviously being the more of the masculine side, the Eastern being more feminine. Um, And she really just beautifully blends these and teaches women about feminine energy and like some light bulbs were going off for me like, okay, what does this mean? What is she talking about? She's talking about embodiment. I've never heard that word in my life. So I basically continued to absorb information for a while until she gave me these steps of like, okay, take the information that you just learned and actually swallow it into your body. Like start absorbing it instead of just writing and reading and, you know, go out into the world with this information and allow it to actually flow so that you can experience pleasure again. And you can experience that naive playful nature that we talked about that I was before the breakup, like allow yourself to feel safe if even for a moment and then extend that period of time over, you know, a minute, over five minutes, over 10 minutes, like just allowing yourself to be vulnerable again in these small doses was like kind of just the very, very early baby steps. But yes, then I started dancing, which was a really just, yeah, amazing sensual experience to get me back in the game. 
swallowing it into your body. Like, because I catch myself in these cycles of, I need to learn everything and know how to do all these things. And then I get to this point where I've worked so hard and nothing's happening anymore. And Mm -hmm. I know that's exactly what it is. There's a specific feeling I get in my like forehead when I've overdriven my masculine and I can tell like it's usually towards the end of the day if I've worked all day and Mm -hmm. I just know where I'm at and there's this sense of I need to keep going but I know where my stopping point is now and it's like okay no I need to sit back and try to feel these moments of safety and pleasure so let's I want to talk about dancing because I was a dancer growing up it's something that I've like felt so connected to. And when I don't feel connected to it, my body is like angry with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to talk about, cause you made a TikTok about this. The first time you went to a dance class yeah, and all of the feelings that came up with that. So I'd love for you to share more about that. Totally. Yeah. So I, like you grew up dancing, um, but it was like in a small town with kind of, all the same types of bodies, all the same types of skin colors. Like it was just very, I guess if you could type A dancing, that's what it was. Um, Mm -hmm. 2018, I moved to Minneapolis and I started going to this dance class and I kind of just sporadically went and I never made it like an actual thing. But then post breakup, I kind of had this light bulb go off like, okay, you need to get back into your body and you need to actually just simply get a hobby because, bitch, you need a hobby. Like, all you're doing is crying. (laughs) Like, get a hobby. Like, that was honestly the first, like, yeah. So, which is funny because like all of the, you know, the, the, the things that I had read about codependency and about living in your masculine and living in your wounded feminine were like, you need to develop things that are outside of romantic relationships. And I was like, okay, what do I do? Like, I started to kind of revert back to my childhood. Like, okay, what do I love to do? Okay. I loved dancing. That makes mm-hmm. me feel playful and fun and light. So I decided to go back to this class that I had found and it was like an adult drop-in class sort of thing. You wear heels, the the choreography is very like sensual and, you know, it's like a beginner level. So it wasn't too intimidating, but even the beginner level was enough to like challenge me at that time and stuff. So I show up there and I committed to myself. I'm going to go every single Sunday for eight weeks. That was my goal. Just go for eight weeks straight and see how you feel. And if you hate it after eight weeks of going, just that that's when you can stop. But just set that container so that your ego doesn't get in the way. Your fear doesn't get in the way. Like push yourself past those uncomfortable things so that you can gain the confidence to show up and be better and all of that. But I did arrive there and there were so many different types of bodies and so many skin colors and so many ages and, you know, different gender identities and sexual orientations. Like it was just amazingly diverse and I felt so ordinary. And I felt at, you know, at that time, because I was building my confidence and I had just gone through this intense breakup, I was just looking around the room and seeing these women who, who to me seemed so embodied in their femininity you know, they're wearing these heels and these sexy outfits and they're just like gorgeous. And they have this like long, amazing hair or this like super cool short pixie cut. And they have like all these piercings. I don't know. They're just, it was so diverse, so cool. And then I felt like the most plain Jane person on planet earth 
who could barely even two step for one second and without tripping. And I was on the verge of tears every two seconds because I had been cheated on. So as I'm looking at all these women who are just gorgeous, I just was instantly going back to, oh yeah, the guy I was with would have definitely been with her. The guy I was with would have definitely mm. considered, you know, cheating on me with her. Like my brain was literally finding any reason to go back to that victim state. And um, mm-hmm. luckily I had set that container go for eight weeks and I committed to it. And luckily and thankfully it literally changed my life. Like I feel so much more embodied in my sensuality. Anything that pops up for me in my reality where I feel insecure about my body, I can dismiss it now because I just kept showing up for myself. And I kept going to these classes and stumbling around until I felt good at it. And that's pretty much the gist of it. Uh, I love that story. And you're inspiring me to do that because honestly, I've been so hesitant to go back because of exactly what you're talking about. All the Mm -hmm. ego stuff, all the comparison stuff, all of like my body isn't what it used to be when I was a dancer type of stuff. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I think that so many people on TikTok specifically ask me, probably ask you like, where do you get the confidence to keep showing up for yourself? Like where, how do, can you teach me how to be confident? And I'm like, honestly, no, like you have to just show up and be really bad at something for a while and promise yourself that you're going to show up again the next week. And you can apply that modality to literally anything. Like it can be the gym. If you're not a dancer, it can be, you know, say you want to be a male woman why that just popped into my head I don't know it would be so hard to be a male woman for the first couple weeks like I would be so bad at that I would be stumbling around I'd be shifting through the mail I'd probably lose some letters but like you just get better at things as you do them and so I think what people think confidence is is like it's just naturally oozing out of you no confidence is a skill that takes time and being uncomfortable for a while. And yes, I was definitely uncomfortable at dance for a while. And now I am still uncomfortable at times, but I know that it's temporary and that it just ebbs and flows. And you also have moments of true, just like bliss and sensuality and support from these divine feminine beings around you. And that is so weighs so much heavier than blips of in confidence. Like I would way rather be wobbly and do this amazing thing and gain a new skill and feel sensual than feel uncomfortable for a little bit. And again, you can just sub that with like anything you want to do. Yeah. Oh, such a good point. I think that's the key and something that like, I think not enough people talk about, or at least like it's something that comes with maybe age as you get older, when you realize that everything ebbs and flows, especially those emotions, those uncomfortable things that come up, those things ebb and flow. It's just like stocks. It's just like nature. It's just like our periods, like everything goes in cycles. And just like, if you can see yourself through those cycles, you know that you can do it again. And so with you continually going back to say, look, I went to this dance class and didn't die. Like I didn't die. Nothing happened to me. I was just uncomfortable. And so I was okay. And I can do it again. I think that is just something that 
you're right. Like every time you show up for yourself, even if it's uncomfortable or weird or awkward or whatever it is, just builds that self-trust and therefore your self-confidence. So I love that. That is so real. You are on this journey of awakening your feminine energy and you make a lot of TikToks about the dark feminine energy. And you spoke about you were tapped into the feminine energy, but there wasn't like the umph. Could you explain to people what you mean by that and the dark feminine energy? I would love nothing more. This is my <laughs> shit. I literally have goosebumps right now because I love dark feminine energy so much. Yes. It is I everything love that. to me. Pre-breakup, I like I said before, was this like kind of light, airy, naive sweetheart. And while that may be true, um, I was a flight attendant who was, you know, exhausted all the time and people pleasing in a tube in the sky, like quite wow. literally, you know. Um, and it, again, this is going to just look different for every single person. But like if you struggle with people pleasing and you resonate with, you know, the feminine side of the pole it might be that you need to tap into your dark feminine. And so what a lot of people think dark feminine energy is, is like piercings and whips and chains. And like it manifests itself that way a lot of the time because those things are all very like taboo and kind of like, you know, unhinged and stuff. But like literally any woman you see on the street, like no matter how poised, no matter, no matter how like modest, like every woman, no matter how it manifests has like a wild woman within her and has that oomph that needs to be unleashed sometimes. And we get into these people pleaser modes, like mine being when I was a flight attendant and just like exhausting myself to the point where I started like losing tons of weight and like, just completely operating out of this like kind of masked self where I'm just always smiling. I'm always kind of just exhausting myself and um, serving people and making very, very little money and surviving just in this wounded state. I, I mean, that's where I was at. And then luckily the breakup came around <laughs> And I was like, okay, it's time for me to set boundaries and tap into this dark feminine. So the dark feminine is essentially the side of you that is unhinged. She's unafraid to be taboo. She's unafraid to, you know, show up in a way that people are going to look at you and think that you're crazy. She's wild. She's raw. She's kind of like the cave woman, cave woman version of you. That's like resonates for some people. Like if you were to close your eyes and kind of imagine yourself as like a raw version, like what shows up, that can be partially your dark feminine. Um, but for me, like when I do my meditations around dark feminine energy, I like to close my eyes and picture myself on a beach and like start to picture myself surrounded by a bunch of goddesses and like, what do I morph into? Like what version of me shows up in that moment? And like, what is she like? Like, what, what is she, what is she like? What does she not like? Like, who does she please? What kind of boundaries does she have? Does she feel secure in herself? Does she feel okay to delegate tasks to people? Does, does she feel like she has to show up and people please all the time? No, she does not. She is not at all. So I just kind of started to slowly turn off the performative mask that I had on and the real me started really showing up. And 
I'm still, of course, doing it on a day to day basis because culturally we are so conditioned to be people pleasers as feminine beings. And so like it's it's a it's a journey. It's a process. It takes so long to like, you know, fully embody that. Like even today showing up on this podcast, knowing that I was going to be face to face with you, I was like, okay, do I need to like put makeup on? Like sometimes you're just going to be faced with these moments like and then I'm like no it's Lisa she's not gonna care if I have makeup on like you know stuff like that like you're just having to basically choose your real self frequently in small ways that um are are not serving anybody but you that's that's the dark feminine energy that I love so Oh, I love that. That's so funny that you say that because all day I wasn't wearing makeup, obviously. And this was kind of my main event for today. So I was like, makeup on. And I was like, because I usually do put makeup on just to record these podcasts just because like it it sometimes like makes me feel more energized, but it's like later totally. in the day, I feel fine. I was like, no, I'm not going to put makeup on. It's Savannah. So we had the same thought. Love it. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Okay. So like, I think I was, I always saw people talking about dark feminine energy and I was kind of like, cause I think some people have different takes on what it means or maybe yeah. yeah, just people have different takes. So I love your um, perspective on it to say like, if I'm, you know, in the meditation, I'm surrounded by these goddesses. Like how do I show up? What practices would you recommend to people who want to start tapping into that dark feminine energy more? They know about the masculine and feminine. They know about, you know, what falls under what category, but like if they want to tap into that dark feminine energy, what would you suggest they do? Great question. So I would say first and foremost, you need to get really clear about the kind of life that you want to have because the dark feminine has boundaries and has preferences and isn't afraid to speak her mind and has a backbone. So in order to execute or act on any of those things mentioned, you need to know what you want in the first place. Like so Mm -hmm. many women or feminine beings, like when you ask them, you know, what are you looking for in life? They'll be like, well, I want, you know, someone to do this for me. And I want someone, I like, I want my children to be really happy. And I want, like, I want my parents to be really healthy and I want them to live into their eighties and nineties. And, but like, I'm like, girl, but what about for you? Like, what do you want? Like, like take everyone else off the table. What do you want? So get really crystal clear. Like, and if you are thinking about somebody else, like think about basically the characters the qualities of the kind of people you want to attract into your life. Like really get crystal clear about, you know, where do you want to live? What kind of job do you want to have? Like just think about every category in life, write it down and get clear about that. And then once you're clear about it, then you can actually start creating those boundaries and those preferences, which are different things, by the way, in my opinion, um, that you can start creating those things that allow people to deselect themselves from your life. Um, mm-hmm. so step mm-hmm. eight, like step one, create a list or, you know, a journal session, like whatever format you like, get crystal clear, 
set boundaries, set preferences so that all of the people in your life that come in can either deselect themselves or they can level up to the thing that you're trying to do. And if they don't, you can let them go. It's harder that e- mm-hmm. it's easier said than done, but like that is the process. It's unfortunate that we yeah. have to sometimes let go of people in the process, but that I mean, in order to like really get the ideal life that you want, you have to be willing to let people go. Yeah. Yeah. That's such, that's so true. And I think another thing that, you know, a decent amount of people talk about, but more people could talk about it. The, when you start tapping into this dark feminine energy, it's unapologetic. It is ruthless about what she wants. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that requires leaving some people behind that aren't going to serve where you're going and what you want to do or who who are draining this, these parts of you um, that are just simply no longer a match. How has this, I really want to talk about how like awakening this dark feminine energy has lit up in your dating life and sex life now. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think what I started to kind of do is realize that I had a little bit of an anxious attachment style and I needed to shake that up. And so I started kind of like rotational dating where I tell me more basically had like, a, I mean, I had like a basically had a roster for a little bit, you know, like I, I was like, okay, this is like what I want. Like, do I want ideally for me, like long-term I want marriage. So I would show up on these dates and I would practice essentially being super comfortable, even if uncomfortable in the moment, I would be practicing being comfortable saying what I wanted out of a connection. And for, you know, Mm -hmm. some guys that would, I'd be going on dates with, they'd be, if I said the M word, uh, they would be like, oh, I am like really not anywhere near that point in my life. The old me not tapped into my dark feminine would start chasing and trying to convince that guy that I like but why not like marriage is so cool or you know sub marriage with whatever relationships are like really where it's at like why don't you see me as a good candidate for your life like I would go into this convincing energy whereas the dark feminine is like oh okay you don't want marriage like I actually really respect your truth and I completely wish you only the best and I'm looking for somebody who wants marriage. So it's not like you have to punish the person for having their own truth. They just have, I guess you could say a consequence of not marrying you. Like, you know, or like you don't have to use marriage. Like you could say hooking up even. Like if you show up to a date and you're like I want to hook up with you and the person is like no, I don't want to. You're not going to be like convincing them to hook up with you. That's like kind of like repulsive energy you know like the person's gonna be yeah. like bro you know like it's just not it so it's just standing in your truth and also accepting other people's truths and not like forcing them into mm-hmm. your truth and your reality so that's how it has affected my dating life I will say like I scare people off because I have high standards and I have um you know, like long-term goals that for me outweigh short-term preferences. And that doesn't really align with everybody, but that's the point. You're not supposed to align with everybody. Mm-hmm. So my long-term girl goals outweigh my short-term preferences. And I, 
resonate with that so hard because I've found that ever since I did, I started doing all this work, like, because I was like trying to date again. And Mm -hmm. I was finding that I, when I was attracting men who were kind of like not in it for the long haul or for like, they kind of wanted to hook up or what, you know, whatever they wanted to do, I was attracting Mm -hmm. that for whatever reason. And I was like, this is not really what I want anymore. I used to be kind of like Mm -hmm. really into hooking up, not caring, you know, the whole thing. And that was great. That was fun. I might be back there again. Right now, I want that kind of more intimate, longer term connection. And that doesn't, those short term things don't really resonate with me right now. So I love, I love that. So interesting that you say like, that's the point of like kind of waiting it out. Like that is the point. You're not supposed to resonate with people and then respecting other people's truth and knowing that like you can have, you don't have to convince anyone that is Mm -hmm. like such dark feminine energy. It's like, this is, this is me. If you don't want to show up to it, that's totally fine. But like, I'm not going to stick around. So I want to talk about this TikTok that I literally just watched before we got on this call about dating your um, football metaphor, recruiting for like a football team. Yes. (laughs) And um, like just practicing this type of stuff in dating. And Mm -hmm. what do you recommend to people who lean more feminine? How do you kind of get them to show up to that masculine that you were talking about? Totally. So I think one thing that, I mean, there's kind of this debate going on between the feminine and the masculine. Like, you know, men with podcasts are popping up everywhere (laughs) and they are, they're getting brutally eaten alive by the feminine. And so I think there is like, I mean, I honestly, I'm here to let the men with podcasts speak. Like, I'm like, go ahead, like weed yourselves out. Like everybody who wants to speak up, go ahead and speak up, get yourself out of the woodworks. And if you say some stuff that like, you know, is unattractive, you're just like shooting yourself in the foot. Like, okay. You know, like, I don't think we should shut them up. I think we should let them speak. (laughs) Like, go ahead. Then we um, know. Then we know how they feel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think it's kind of one of those things where it has to get worse before it can get better because there's, there's this huge debate between the masculine and the feminine, but at the same time, like ultimately if you are attracted to straight men, like there are some compromises that you have to be willing to make that as long as it doesn't, you know, affect your safety or your emotional well being. Um, There are some places that I had to let go of control over that was really just like a false sense of control. So how I, to answer your question, like how I have a masculine show up in his truth and actually be is allow him to like give me things and I fully, fully receive it. Like truly embodying pleasure because the feminine is pleasure like there are places on our body that are literally just for pleasure like the feminine is literally pleasure she is sex so receiving 
fully when a, when a masculine shows up for you instead of, you know, in any way undermining what they're bringing to the table or like, you know, obviously there's like fun in banter and like there's fun in like roasting men and stuff. But if you're actually looking for like a divine partner, which is like pretty scary and it's easy to deflect with humor and stuff. But like if you're actually really looking to connect with someone on an intimate level, you have to be willing to like really receive their energy and actually be vulnerable and like receive compliments fully. Like when a man shows up and says like, you look so beautiful instead of just immediately being like, yeah, well, I got this, like, you know, this dress off of clearance and like, yeah, my, my pedicure that I'm wearing right now, <laughs> my big toe, like, you know, does have some chipped nail polish, but like, thank you for saying that. It's like, no, like fully receive the compliment and like, just feel the juicy gooiness like run through your body and yeah. just practice that more and more and more. And you'll just see that like masculine, it just never, can, they, they, they like basically never have, uh, they never run out of wanting to give and the feminine yeah. never runs out of wanting to receive more. Like we always want more pleasure, more love. We want to go deeper. We want more intimacy. Like we just want more, 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 more. So the more we can receive from them, like on a true vulnerable level, the more that they just, they just want to give, 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 give. So that's what I uh, think. Yeah. <laughs> receive, that's a good baby. one. Re- <laughs> receiving. Well, I realized that how much I was like not just in dating but everywhere else where I wasn't receiving it's just like Mm -hmm. somebody wants to buy me coffee and I would immediately be like how can I pay them back how can I like get something back for them I automatically go into that I was like have I said thank you enough you know all these ways that we're taught to like we always have to be reciprocating but I've and it started to show up. So like my friends started like just getting me flowers, like randomly. And it started to show up to yep. teach me how to start receiving because I wasn't doing it. And it's like, if we're not doing it in one area, it's going to kind of happen in other areas of life. So I love that you said 100%. that. And I love what you also were saying earlier, like in in the dating world of you saying exactly what you wanted even if it felt a little uncomfortable at first. And I think that is something Mm -hmm. that's a really good point for people to practice, like saying exactly what you want or how you feel. It's like, that doesn't just like come naturally in the beginning. It can be hard Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. to say that. And you're probably like, (laughs) Uh oh, (laughs) but to just kind of sit with that and feel into the discomfort because each time you do it, you, like you said, you're building that self-confidence, that self-trust and all of that. So I love that. It's it's less it's less about like saying the the way you want the guy to show up and more about just saying the type of relationship you want. Because I think a lot of girls, yeah. especially like Gen Z for whatever reason. Well, I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that because like I'm sure there's people of all ages that do this. But like, you know, there's just this like this battle going on. So I just resonate it more with Gen Z, but like if you're showing up in a date and you're saying like, I want the guy that always grabs the door for me. I want the guy that always pays the bill. I want the guy that always like buys me flowers on Tuesday at 2 PM. I want the guy that like, you know, if you're giving like specific instructions to a guy, like he's going to do those things because masculine people that resonate with the masculine energy, like they are very, you could almost say like trainable, like they are trainable, but do you really want to have to train someone? No, you want them to like, you want to say, I'm looking for marriage with a high integrity person. 
And then you let them just show up for you either in that way or not in that way. And then you just let them deselect themselves from their life if they don't have that. Um, And if you have an attachment issue to that person, which I resonate highly with, like the guy that I went through that breakup with, I said, basically, in order to continue seeing me, like, even though he betrayed me, um, I was like, you know, in my dark feminine energy, I was like, if you want even the chance to look my way, you have to go to therapy, like in order for you to see me, because there is not a sane person on this planet that would ever cheat on me because I'm a goddess and you are insane for doing that. So go to therapy like right now. And um, yeah, so he, he did, you know, so it's like you have to basically show up with the exact thing that you want and say the kind of relationship, but not necessarily give them instructions on how to do it. Like I want high mm-hmm. integrity. So figure out a way to have high integrity. Suddenly he has a therapist, a relationship coach. He has all these things. He's showing up to me and saying, hey, I did this. I did this. I did this. And I'm like, mm, OK, cool. We, we can maybe work with that. We'll see about it. We'll see. Like, we'll see how you show up. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, such a good point. Because I, oh man, I like I'm seeing my life flash before my eyes, thinking about oh, this. No. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just thinking about so many relationships where I was like, okay, I need to tell this person what I need and what I want, and you know, they're always looking for specifics. Like, how do you actually want me to do that? And so I would give them specifics, but if they did it, I'd be like, you're just doing that. Cause I told you to. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's such a good point to say, like, I'm looking for someone who kind of has this characteristic high integrity, you know, and mm-hmm. see what actions they do to show up to that. And if it's a match for what you're looking for. Absolutely. So such a good one. Such a good nugget on that one. I love You're that. Seeing your life flash um, before your eyes. I resonate I'm with that. I'm seeing all my relationships. They're all running through my head now. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, felt big hashtag felt. Um, I want to talk about this community that you've created online and and creating TikToks and kind of switch gears towards that. And I know obviously there's some like, that's what you do and what you talk about. And was there a moment when you were creating TikToks? Was there a specific video that really resonated with people where you were like, oh, people need to hear about this type of stuff? Yes, totally. So I had created this kind of like before and after where I was acting essentially like, you know, kind of shoulders down, like body language, sort of like, I'm, I'm down, I'm down bad. And then I kind of just like energetically changed into another person in the same video without even like, you know, I wasn't transitioning, I just became Mm. the new person. And it just went like pretty solidly viral. And it was like the first video that I, you know, had had go viral. And it was essentially basically just saying a before and after like, this is this is I used to be codependent, I used to be like this, I used to be And then now I'm like this. And Mm -hmm. everyone was like, how, 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 how do I do it? How do I do it? And I was like, wow, a lot of people don't know how to up-level their life. And why is this surprising? Because girl, two seconds ago, you didn't know how. So why would you think everybody else (laughs) doesn't know how to? Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm dedicated to figuring out how I can teach women to do the same. Like I... I truly feel that one of my purposes on earth, like one of my callings is to like raise the collective feminine and be like, bitch, stand up, like raise your standards, like stand up. Like, why are you acting like you're not a literal goddess on a throne? Like raise your standards. (laughs) So 
it has been really fun. And obviously, like I continue to say, like, I'm not perfect. And like, I have limiting beliefs that show up for me. But like, ultimately, it has just been such a positive and like slow, slow climbing experience, like one huge spike. And then now I'm just kind of like slowly climbing up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that analogy. Yeah, because that's a when I was just becoming more spiritual and learning all about this stuff. And, you know, I've been doing it for a couple of years and I'm at a, like lately when I'm hit new limiting beliefs, I'm like, I thought I was supposed to be done with these. Like mm. I thought like you work on them once and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, actually kind of, they, they sometimes come back up in different ways and different lights through different people. And like, oh, totally. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're backtracking at all. It just means that you have another opportunity to practice everything that you've learned now. And, you know, it's life isn't going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. Like you said, like, we're not going to be perfect. But there is so much learning that we can still do. Is there like a number one question that you get from followers and from people that follow you about your work? I think the main thing that I get is how do I start? Mm-hmm. How do I start? And kind of, you know, going back to what I had said earlier is that you just have to take one step forward and be willing to be uncomfortable for a little bit. I personally love analogies. And like what just came into my mind is that first step you take might be in the mud. Like you might be putting your foot into a muddy puddle, mm-hmm. but like, you'll ultimately be able to wiggle it out and take another step and you won't be in that same puddle anymore. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to be wobbly and a little uncomfortable for a little bit and truly figure out what your truth is, stand in your truth, be uncomfortable while you're figuring out what your truth is and start just kind of like developing hobbies and allowing people to come into your life that align with what your truth is. And don't judge yourself. Just like truly be gentle on the version of yourself that didn't know what she didn't know. Because the mm-hmm. harsher you are on old you, like you're ultimately being harsh on current you. So just just be gentle to yourself. Awesome. How can the people connect with you? And what are you working on? What's upcoming for you? Yeah. So all of my socials are just Savannah the Siren. And I am pretty much just planning on staying on TikTok for now. I have been toying with the idea of starting YouTube just because of the longer form access there. But TikTok is starting to launch 10-minute videos. So I'm just going to stick around with TikTok for a little bit. I don't know if you know that yet, but... I didn't know that. Yeah, I heard that from like another... Like one of those creators that kind of like keeps you in the know about what's coming up and stuff. Yeah. And she said that 10 minute videos were coming up and they're basically coming for YouTube and they're also starting their own music distribution as well. Like, and basically coming for Spotify. So they're going to be like the one-stop shop for all social media, apparently. (laughs) Oh, exciting. Well, we will be sure to keep an eye out for that and be big fans and followers. And I will have your links and all of your socials and the links below for everybody to connect with you. 
Thank you so much, Great. my dear. This was awesome. And I'm so glad that we finally connected and chatted. I feel like I've seen your face like so much because of Same. the fact that I follow you on TikTok. And now we get to chat live and this was amazing. And you were so insightful and really just like cracked open so much for me just in this call. So thank you. Cool. I'm really happy to hear that. I fully receive your compliments. That made me so happy. It made my heart. Yes. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, my sweet elevated empaths. I highly suggest following Savannah at Savannah the Siren, S-A-V-A-N-N-A-T-H-E-S-I-R-E-N. She's just so great. And this conversation energized me so much. And I hope I hope you felt the same. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at The Elevated Empath. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to this podcast. Write a review. It helps me out a lot. Rate it five stars. And I hope you feel so elevated. And I will see you next time.